Sometimes in life you have to choose between writing a hit song and going to the beach. At least that was the case for then-commercial jingle writer Mark Foster. Quote, I really didn't have anything to do that day. I was standing there in the studio and this thought came into my mind like, I'm going to write a song. And then I was like, I don't feel like writing. I don't want to write a song. I was a block away from the beach and it was a beautiful day. I kind of just wanted to be lazy and go hang out at the beach or whatever. But I just forced myself to write a song. By that time the next day, the song was finished. Mark Foster. In a single day, Foster had written the lyrics and recorded the vocals and instrumental parts all by himself in what he originally believed would serve as the demo version of the song. That version was released on September 14, 2010 as the debut single for his band, Foster the People. Known as a sleeper hit, the single took a year to gain traction. It peaked at number 3 on the Billboard Hot 100 and maintained that position for 8 weeks. The band credits early 2010's blog writers and Sirius XM's satellite radio for bringing the single into the limelight. Alt Nation played our music before any other radio outlet in the country, said Foster. The song's catchy, danceable bass line and laid-back vibes disguised the somewhat dark lyrics, which detailed the thoughts of a child who finds his father's gun and considers using it to take revenge on those who have wronged him. I like to write about real-life topics, and I like to write about different walks of life. For me, that song was really an observation about something that's happening in the youth culture these days. I guess I wanted to reveal that internal dialogue of a kid who doesn't have anywhere to turn, and I think the song has kind of done its job. I think people are talking about it, and it's become a point of conversation, which I think is a really healthy thing, said Foster. The subject matter of the song has drawn criticism from some listeners, but the song's legacy remains largely positive. Music critics have noted that the song helped pave the way for commercially successful indie music. That's right, we're talking Foster the People's Pumped Up Kicks on Cover Me. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions, compares them against one another to find out which one can outrun a bullet. I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my cowboy kid co-host, Alex Mildenberger. Yeehaw! Yeehaw, Alex Mildenberger! Um, what news from the frontier, my man? Um, yeah, everybody's dead, basically. <laughs> everybody's dead. Yeah, it's not the best, but... Um, we are, I guess I'm making do. You're making do. Yeah. Another man making do and making dudes. In the West. What, in the West. Uh, joining us today, a returning guest. A very special guest. The first guest in Cover Me Pod history. And someday the last guest when it comes down to it. But today, just another guest. Steven Reynolds in the studio. Hello. Also, that was an honor. I can't wait to be the last guest of Cover Me because I'm gonna, I'm gonna pumped up kicks you guys. Yeah, that's the that was what I was getting at. Is you're gonna execute me and Alex? <laughs> <while I'm on. laughs> Looking forward to it. I gotta I gotta go search in my dad's closet. But <laughs> I, uh, your intro did also. I've never known that his, the the lead singer of Foster's the people last name was actually Foster. Yeah, so interestingly, the band was originally called Foster and the People, and then people just kept getting it wrong, and he was like, oh yeah, that's better, actually, Foster the People. He's like, that sounds nice. Yeah. It sounds like something. I don't don't know what, but it sounds like something. Well, it's like a statement. It's you foster the people. True, I guess foster is a word, so it sounds... It is a word. 
It has some kindness to it. Yeah, I was also surprised to find out his last name was Foster. I was like, what? <laughs> Considering, like, I've listened to Foster the People since high school. and Yeah, that's part of the reason we've got you on, is that I've noticed that you're more than just a guy who knows the song Pumped Up Kicks. You actually are familiar with at least their first album. I've seen you listening to it. Oh, I'm familiar with all their albums. I love all their stuff. Their They're great. Tell us about your love story with Foster the People, Stephen. Well, when I was a a, a high school kid who, you know, had lots of friends and no guns, um, I listened to (laughs) indie music. (laughs) And my sisters got me onto indie music. And this was after my whole, like, middle, middle, what what was junior high? Junior high, middle school? Yeah. I don't think I've ever referred to it as middle school before. We called it junior high school. There we go. (laughs) But yeah, that's that's when I listened to all my, like, ACDC and stuff, and then I grew past that. Because I'm not a 50-year-old boomer. Not yet. We're working on it. Never will be. We'll get to there. Never will be. This will be the last podcast. (laughs) It'll be very, very difficult (laughs) for any of us to become baby boomers. That's true, Alex. A very true statement. Yeah, Steven, you're a big indie slut. I'm going to use the word slut today to describe <laughs> your love for indie music. What, yeah, as why? long as you're not shaming me for it. <laughs> what what no, the fuck is not. wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Why <laughs> indie music? Because uh, at the time, it was going against the grain, and I liked that. And also, it, it's like indie music is very kind of like calming and not super aggressive all the time. And that's that's very endearing to my to my headspace, especially mm, yeah. especially because at Bishop Carroll, the high school I went to in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, postal code. Can you drop your social insurance number too. <laughs> yeah, I was planning on doxing everyone on this. <laughs> um, Thanks. But because it was self-directed learning, we would sit in our uh, workspaces and like just listen to music all day. So I would go on kazaa or limewire and download all all the good stuff steal my sister's cds and rip them onto my knockoff apple apple ipod it wasn't a zoom i wasn't cool enough for a zoom no so it was like a like a capital ipod yeah (laughs) (laughs) got this uh fruit ipod right on (laughs) Yeah, there's something nice about that high school phase where you are, like, stealing music from a bunch of different sources. Some of it's, like, literal theft from your family, and others is digital theft. Yeah, and only half of it is, um... Oh, God. I'm blanking. Soldier Boy. <laughs> that's that's the dickhead who spammed his songs on LimeWire. Oh, pretending that's right, to be other putting songs. them under different names, yeah. yeah. Which is a good move. Good for him. A great move. Yeah, definitely half of my discography in, in junior high and high school was Soldier Boy just because of that. Right. And the running and now he's kept the running trend of just stealing other people's ideas and then selling it as his own. Way to go, Soldier Boy. Thanks for that, Steven. Alex, tell us about your history with probably just this song and not Foster the People. Yeah, it's gonna be just this song. It's gonna be just this song. So my history with this song is that probably between twenty twelve and twenty 15 i uh, read some it was probably just some random internet article that was like 
X number of songs that are actually secretly about dark things that you don't know, but you just dance along, you fucking idiot. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I didn't even know the song. They were like, this song is actually about shooting people with guns. And I was like, cool. But like, I recognize it, I think. I don't have a history with the song is basically what I'm trying to say. Right. Okay. So even in the late year of 2012, uh, you well, were this came out in radio. Well, yeah, but you said you were finding this article in 2012. Yeah, probably around. It came out in 2010, it's like, actually. It's like it songs that are secretly... Well, I don't remember exactly when it was. I'm just estimating. <laughs> Shortly after the song came out. I thought the song was older than that. Right. Um, yeah, I, I seem to remember you being like, what? I seem to remember a conversation with you about this song being not as old as you thought it was. Yeah, I, I, I don't know... Imagining. I don't know why. Like, it seemed as likely to me to be, like, an early to mid-2000s indie song as a 2010 indie. Like, really. Right. And it was all the same. To my admittedly untrained ear in So when you, when you found out this song was about uh, dark thoughts, did you... Literally like, oh, the right first on. thing I ever learned about this song, probably before I ever heard it. And did that endear it to you, or were you like, that's fucked up? Bro. I was like, neat, and then moved on with my life. It didn't really have much of an impact, but I remembered it. Okay. I don't. Enough, I don't know Alex. why I remembered it. Yeah. It's, it also well. if in, I've heard it a lot more recently, because for a long time we had a like, it was like some it was like Lenovo branded like Google Assistant thing in our kitchen, and we would always just be like, hey Google Assistant, play some music, and uh, this song comes up a lot if you do that. I mean, mm. I'm sure it has some idea of who it's playing for, because Google knows all your data and stuff, but <laughs> right. Google thinks that. I and, you know, my housemates really, really like to hear this song. Well, you are a house made up of quiet kids, so I, I can see where they're getting that vibe from. Indeed. Indeed. Um, yes, there's two ends of the spectrum. One man who fell in love with indie music and one who read an article about it and said, huh. huh. And then there's... <laughs> <laughs> and there's me in the middle here. Um, my biggest impact with this song... It's probably the the first time, I think this was 2012, where I, I was in the back of a car driving to a downtown location to take the street drug known as LSD for the first time. I mean, I've only taken it once. Don't tell anybody otherwise. This was on the radio on the way there, and I just had like a moment where I was like, yeah, you know what? Some modern music's all right. And that was it. I was like, <laughs> this was the yeah, one? This is right. what turned you? Yeah, I was just like, yeah, it's, you know, it, it's a good song. <laughs> I just <laughs> went and did drugs. So it's a good day. Allegedly did drugs in Roblox. Allegedly did drugs. Let's yeah, let's let's be real here. <laughs> and so yeah, fond <laughs> memories of this song. Watching this. And I know how to to play the bass line for this, so you know, I'm pretty cool like that. Hey, Everybody I learned it too this week. Hey, super easy. Not very right? good at it though, because I'm not very good at the bass. Guitar. Oh, yeah. It's also you have the worst base on the planet, so it'll be I do. I have the much. worst base on the planet, so on the planet. Dude, if anyone wants to buy my or your, I guess. Ter- if anyone wants to buy a terrible bass guitar, um, we'll sign it. Tell you what, Alex Meltenberger will sign. <laughs> I, will, that I will sign bass it. Guitar. I will sign it. <laughs> it'll drop the value, but you know it'll be worth it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, until you know we get murdered by Steven. Um, speak, speaking of murder, let's get to these lyrics. Yep, which are about murder. Um, we got two verses. Is it two verses and like a hundred choruses? Yeah. You bet. <laughs> Let's talk about verse one. Robert's got a quick hand. He'll look around the room. He won't tell you his plan. He's got a rolled cigarette. 
hanging out his mouth. He's a cowboy kid. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So the very beginning, I mean, obviously it says he's a cowboy, but it's all like cowboy stuff. So like quick hand and and the rolled cigarette and stuff. Um, and looking around the room, it's this very like saloon imagery of from like, you know, like a Western film kind of situation. Right. Yeah. So how I've I've recently interpreted the, the cowboy line is. Um, so basically, uh, my my beliefs of like Americans and their fetishization of guns is that like when when you're wronged it's the western trope where it's like when you're wronged the only way to to get your manhood back or like to to get back what how you've been wronged is uh just one man and his six shooter on his side yeah big iron on his hip yeah the concept that like yeah, the only way to words. enact Thank your you. your proper revenge is with violence i think yeah. it ties in nicely with the rest of the song yeah i think so and you're right in that it really draws on american Im- imagery and particularly like american media which is the western right although perfected by italians but still <laughs> absolutely del- delivered to an american audience it's like you're a cowboy you got a rolled cigarette and you, you got a gun, and you're 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 also a loner, right? He's looking out around the room. He won't tell you his plan. He's he's one man by himself, right? And then I I guess sort of the the next step being it obviously um, introducing him as like an imaginative kid. He finds a six shooter, and the first thing he does is play cowboy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, play pretend. So introducing him as yeah as young, but also kind of he has this idea in his head this fantasy of of what the cowboy is yeah also this kid can roll his own cigarettes <laughs> this kid's gonna be popular in high school <laughs> okay yeah he's just gonna wait it out um but i was gonna say like there is something about the kid having access to tobacco which i think starts to paint some of the imagery of this sort of low income uh single parent household he i think he comes from when we come to the second verse we'll get a little bit more of that but having access to particularly like cigarettes is very much like not a healthy household thing for a team <laughs> i can't wait for this uh for the song to be a crossover of just the two breakfast club characters the one who brought a flare gun to school and the other guy who got burned with cigarettes <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it <laughs> um so yeah we get yeah he found a six shooter gun this is falling right off cowboy kid uh in his dad's closet oh in a box of fun things i don't even know what Deltos. but he's coming for you yeah, yeah it's coming yeah i, I want to know what the fun I, things are he's I, coming for you it yeah he's coming say, for you. <laughs> sorry yeah he's coming for you um it doesn't say but i kind of thought it might be like just to complete the image pornographic magazines that was my first inkling as well. Um, but it could, it's vague enough. It could be anything, but like what, I'm trying to think of what else it would be. I mean, it could be a Superman action figure, <laughs> True. a pine cone, <laughs> a cassette. It could be like things of his that his dad took away or something. I don't know. That's Oh yeah, it could be confiscated of... stuff. Um, so maybe he's looking some for something that was in taken there, away. He found a fucking gun. Yeah. <laughs> well, the way I saw this line is that like the kid looked in this box and it had a gun and a cigarette in there. 
and he recognized those off the bat and was like wow these are cool and there's other fun stuff but he doesn't know what they are so like if it is pornography like he doesn't even understand like sexuality that way but he understands a gun right he understands a cigarette and by those relate he knows everything else in the box is cool yeah he's like okay there's a gun in here there's a cigarette there's probably like some old tax forms in there Uh, (laughs) adult stuff (laughs) this shit's awesome wow is cool (laughs) driver's license amazing yeah he he finds things that he's like too young to understand i would say including the six shooter gun he doesn't really understand the gravity of that right but he he has a point of point of reference from presumably media because he's kind of describing this like film scene yeah exactly and so then the narrator he tells us he's like he's coming for you yeah he's coming for you and we go oh shit mark i didn't didn't realize i'm 17 what's gonna happen that brings us to the chorus all the other kids with the pumped up kicks you better run better run outrun my gun all the other kids with the pumped up kicks you better run better run faster than my bullet and that's repeated several times the chorus happens eight times in this song yeah that's repeated a lot it's a good Um, chorus it is a good chorus um there is a quote from mark foster he's like if i realized the song was going to be played so fucking much yeah here it is (laughs) if i had known that the song was going to be played everywhere i would have taken those damn choruses out of the song and made it move faster (laughs) by the end of it it's just chorus 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 it's driving me crazy to hear the stupid chorus again I mean, I like it. I like the chorus. And I think part of having the chorus in there so many times is part of what probably made it catch on because you know all the lyrics pretty quick. Yeah, you can sing along and sort of like groove along to it because it's got a pretty like consistent rhythm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the amount of times I've listened to the song and like I've never really paid that close attention to the lyrics, but the chorus every time you sing along to it, you whistle along to it. Mm hmm. But I do agree, yeah, it does also kind of drag on. Yeah, when you're, like, actively listening to it, you're like, oh, okay, that's the chorus again. You're like, fuck. <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about pumped-up kicks. Is he talking about the Reebok pump? I don't know. According to the internet, pumped-up just means expensive. Mm-hmm. So it's well, expensive I've... shoes. I've seen some people say that specifically the Reebok pump, which was an expensive shoe, it was, like, twice the okay. price of your regular basketball shoe, was also like the shoe for people who weren't, you know, who weren't wearing Air Jordans. So they weren't actual basketball fans and they weren't actually cool. They were just rich kids. It was just a status Reebok symbol. pumps. Yeah. And now we're back to the class issues. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so it's, it's just here. drawing that because we have the first verse, which kind of, yeah, draws this image of, of perhaps a, a poorer household. And then he's thinking about the people with the shoes is their symbol of their of their wealth yeah and then of course tying that to, uh, i hope those shoes are as good as they were expensive because you're gonna have to outrun yeah, my hope bullets. they're as good as they're supposed <laughs> to be hope they were worth it <laughs> gonna pump uh, up those shoes awkward laugh <laughs> they're just sitting next to the to the side by the lockers pumping up their shoes <laughs> come on come on come on <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I think it is a class issue, is what it is pointing out. It's with the pumped up kicks, so your fancy ass sneakers. Um, whether that is a direct reference to Reebok pumps, or <laughs> or if that is simply just being like, oh, these shoes are fancy for legal issues. Foster the people have never associated nor any meaning towards the Reebok pumps. 
Yeah, all the other kids with the Reebok pumps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I haven't drawn that connection, but I don't know models of shoes. Yeah, so. I think if you're well, and Steven is a sneakerhead to some some degree. Uh, Steven, you big on basketball shoes? No, no. Sneakerhead is not the best description. You're a dress shoe head? No, but you know, <laughs> I like. You got any shoes in your head? Like one or two. Okay. They're they're an accident from my my early childhood. I left them there. Can you can you give them back, please? I... Yeah, we'll see. We'll oh. see how how well the podcast goes. We'll see. All right. So that's your course. You better run. Better run faster than my bullet. Uh, we come to verse two. Daddy works a long day. He be coming home late, and he's coming home late, and he's bringing me a surprise. Cause dinner's in the kitchen, and it's packed in ice. This line I never understood. I think I've which, got it from line? some understanding of houses where, like, the parents are not, like, at home. Is that, as the kid, you would get home at, like, three. And it was your responsibility to pull out stuff from the freezer. And, you know, and start thawing it for dinner. Yeah, latchkey and kid. So the, yeah, so the surprise is physical abuse. Because dinner's in the kitchen and it's still packed in ice. Like, mm. you, you forgot to pull it out yeah, to thaw. Yeah, that was kind of what I thought the surprise was as well. Um, yeah, somebody ingenious suggested, like, oh, he's got some TV dinners, some fucking hungry man's for him. Yeah, that's what yeah. my assumption was. But, like, that would be, like, hey, look what I brought home today, and be, like, almost the kind of exciting thing. Mm-hmm. Like, some, I don't know. Like, not, not like, a super negative thing. They'd be, like, TV dinners again. But, like, if I was a kid, I'd be into that kind of stuff, I think. Oh, yeah. Like, you I was, like, you made nuggets? Microwave? What? Like... <laughs> Did someone get married? Like, wow. About nuggies. <laughs> so, I don't know. You just have a different perspective as a kid. So, I, I wouldn't... Because it's supposed to be like... He's obviously angry at his father, right? Yeah, I think... And that, that comes up in the second half of this verse. So, I, and yeah, if it's like... Oh, my dad works late, but he comes home and brings me nice treats. Like, it's not... Like, it doesn't really play with the rest of the song. Yeah, that's why it confused me so much. But that makes sense. Dad's just gonna beat his ass after a long day of work. Yeah, he comes. He's working late, and then he comes home. Dinner's not even gonna be cookable. So he's like, ah. Oh, yeah, even even if that's not like connected, I'm gonna beat my kid like, while I order a pizza. Dinner is frozen dinner. Yeah. Um, and of course, it does paint the image of a single parent home. Because mm-hmm. uh, obviously, nobody else is around there. Yeah, um, never let's let's, let's tackle the second half. I've waited for a long time. Yeah, the sleight of of my hand is now a quick pull trigger. I reason with my cigarette and say, your hair is on fire. You must have lost your wits. Yeah. 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 So he's a magician. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think sleight he's of hand is He's learning magic like... to cope with his, his sadness. Uh, yeah, <laughs> That's what maybe. About. And I think, but I think this is tying back to him finding the gun. He's like, I got a new trick. It's how fast I can shoot you, dad. <laughs> right. And, and it's also this... like... It's gone and back to smoke his cigarettes. like the the fantasy, right? Like he's the cowboy character again. This is like your hair's on fire. You must like it's it's like this one liner. Whether yeah, or not yeah, he actually does something, it doesn't really say, right? Like it all seems mm-hmm. to kind of be fantasy. It doesn't say that he shoots anybody in the song. Yeah, he's just kind of it... like heading in that direction. Yeah, it is just like the fantasy of these thoughts that are coming to him. And so, yeah, him with his lit cigarette, 
he's I think imagining the cigarette as his father here and and yeah he's chucking a one-liner at him yeah yeah I can imagine him you know playing with the gun in his room looking in the mirror smoking his dad's cigarette after he just got his ass beat for not taking out the hungry man's and like <laughs> it's it's his way of like escaping and fantasizing yeah and so yeah I think that is the the purpose of verse 2 is to show that he he doesn't have a good home life it's not a good relationship with his dad and then that feeds into the the hundred more times on the chorus <laughs> yep of course, we also get the bridge where he says run a bunch. Run. I don't think we need to discuss run. that. <laughs> yeah, he says run, run. several run. times. I didn't count. Run, run. He also whistles. That's the lyrics. So that's what it's about, about a troubled kid thinking about shooting people. Um, A song that still resonates in the States to this day. It's, oh, boy. <laughs> I, read that, I read that it was pulled from some U.S. stations for a... Um, which shooting was it? Probably Sandy Hook. A fun game to play. Yeah, that's correct. It was Sandy Hook. And then, I mean, there's been, at least in 2019, was a big year for shootings. I don't know if they just gave up and like, well, Pumped Up Kicks being on or off the radio isn't going to save any kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, at play. some point, um, I think these things get forgotten at the very least. Like, yeah. like the people who are rallying against them kind of lose energy and it just becomes part of the culture or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. This I, I'll say about the song overall. I I kind of like just because oftentimes um, media as blaming this song for things or banning this song, uh, media often gets like blamed for for making children violent. But the position mm-hmm. of this song seems to be more that it, it's a a child in a violent situation who is sort of retreating to fantasy, and then that fantasy sort of becomes violent because he's in a violent environment. Yeah, that seems to be sort of Mark Foster's take. He's like, I, I wrote it to sort of understand that psych- psyche, like why these kids are, are turning to this. And so that's why he painted this scenario. And yeah, besides the mention of outrunning a gun and bullet, like there is no real, some people said it glorifies violence. It's like, well, no, he's just kind of painting a picture of what this is. If anything, I think coupled with the sort of laid back vibe of the of the actual like, uh, instrumentation in that it gives the the impression that the media is sort of taken with these school shootings or it's just kind of humdrum here's another one right well, here's the chorus again another school shooting here's another upset kid but there's no panic it's all very subdued yeah it does stay pretty even throughout i mean i was yeah. i was kind of hated the assumption that the song was about school shootings because mm-hmm. i mean Back in the day, I was the edgy kid being like, yo, this song is about school shootings. <laughs> um, but yeah, like now when I actually like read into the lyrics and all that, it, 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 it doesn't like inflect that way. It's there are like parts to it that, that correlate, but it's it's not. So, yeah, like like, like the narrative caring. of the song is not a school shooting. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is and kind like, of maybe the prequel to or just some like level of ideation about that sort of thing, but that's not what's happening in the song. Yeah, and like you could you can argue the pumped up kicks line is it can it can mean a lot of different things. Where like if like the kid is 
like getting bullied on the street corner if he, or if he's had to do like illicit activities but because of his home life and now he's got the gun he's got the juice yeah, you're right. It's not necessarily school bullying. It could be in any uh, man. And as the second verse shows, it's not just kids that he's thinking about shooting. It's his dad as well. So it's yeah, it's more about the the path that somebody can take to to get to this conclusion of of enacting gun violence rather than it is specifically about a school shooting or any. It's about teenagers who turn to gun violence is sort of the the concept of this song. Yeah. Which, is it okay if I talk about the the music video? Um. Yeah, bring it in, sure. <laughs> Alright. It's not so much the music video itself, but because of that stupid take everyone has, the YouTube comments are trash. <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone is, thinks they're the funny edgelord making <laughs> shooting oh, jokes. Yeah. Um, it happens in a in another one that I'll talk about later on. Oh but... yeah, and that one's pretty explicit about <laughs> its, its take on the song. <laughs> Absolutely, but like, yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be that like stupid and hot takey in in the actual Foster the People's YouTube video. Yeah, uh, see, it takes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You gotta go nine comments down to get one that just says the song is so beautiful. <laughs> Everything before that is some hot take on a, a school shooting joke. Right? It's cringy. Yeah, it is pretty cringy. But you know what's not cringy? The instrumentation, baby. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about noises so this is the demo track so all of the the instrumentals the vocals everything is mark foster on this um i think foster the people is a three-piece band yeah three i think three or four depending on like the time period and whether they're on tour or not kind of thing right but this is exclusively mark foster and it is of course their most popular song which has has got to be nice for Mark, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Maybe really. not for everybody else. He's the only name in the band, so... That's true. So, Alex, how does this guy open up? How does this guy open up? Uh, Tell me about it. Rhythm. You know? Huh. That's the important... Right at the start. Drums. That's right. Um, there's some, like... There's a lot of, like, synthy stuff in the background um, that I might not talk about all of because there's a fair amount. But... Yeah. At the start, it's just... Sure. There's, like, swishing around stuff. It's just kind of, like, ambient. Yeah, swishing, pulsing. Yeah. yeah, it's setting up some texture in the track. Um, But, really, the, the very beginning is, is the drums and then the bass line, which is extremely recognizable. You already said, like, you know how to play it. I know how to play it. Steven knows how to play it, even if he doesn't realize it. Um, <laughs> this is This is, like really the part well there's really two parts that get stuck in your head it's it's the bass line and then the uh, melody of the chorus that's right and and the bass line is in the chorus as well right yeah sure i guess they steady throughout yes it does it stops at times but usually doesn't i think it stops it might not there's like brief yeah, periods I think where it cuts there out is a because there's a breakdown uh chorus yeah uh, the breakdown chorus is just no drums at least that's what I've got listed here. Um, yeah, highly filtered vocal performance on the uh, on the verses. Um, some people have said it's very strokes like. 
Uh, yeah, I can see that. Um, As your resident indie fan. As your resident alt rock fan. <laughs> ah, yes. You know Reptilia. I've heard Reptilia because I played yeah, Guitar Hero 3. Absolutely. Yeah, just like they're putting a little fuzz or crunch on the vocals. Yeah, it's definitely like... Well, I think uh, in the music video, he's using like a harmonica microphone, which... Or, you know, a microphone you'd use for a harmonica, which is, I think, technically an AM microphone, which is just sort of a narrower frequency band, so you lose some of the high and low frequencies. Oh, okay. And then I think there's possibly some other effects on top of that. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask... So your verse... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to ask, like, if, if you guys knew what the what the effect was actually called because I, I couldn't figure it out for the life of me and i just said i like the reverb voice <laughs> i'm sure that's, <laughs> that's i'm like notes. there's probably a reverb part of it i think it's mostly just like a filter okay we're just like a filter pass yeah. it's, it's by far my my like favorite way for vocals to be sung oh hell yeah who doesn't love some good filters yeah because it's kind of like so like when you're talking dates. over like an old school like two-way radio <laughs> Mm-hmm. They just sort of compress, like, cut down the frequency band so they don't have to transmit all those frequencies. Yeah, all that rich audio. Yeah. Some some good two-way radio of them being like, this on Tuesday night. Yeah, or I guess a kicks. megaphone is another example. You better run. Better run. <laughs> better run. So the verses is just bass and drum and, and the vocals, really. And a bit of, like, synth in the back there. Uh, yeah yeah and then right at the end there's like a voice that comes in i think it says coming for you now like it's just very quiet it mm. it doesn't i don't think happen on the second one but if you go to like a minute let me see the common you not oh yeah i hear it yeah so that's interesting that's there I, I don't think it even happens on the next one but i noticed it on that okay happens there so your your chorus is pretty big pretty bright Get some hand claps. You got his sort of like buzzing set. This uh, what else is going on in this? Yeah, well, I mean, the kind of like ambient synth, more like ethereal thing. Yeah. And then a ton of voices as well. Yeah, it's very it sounds like, like a, a ton of voices. It's like it a might big be chorus. It sounds like people are harmonizing. It's got to be multi layered, right? Because it's just him. That's right. He did it all. This is just his demo that he did on his own. Yeah. I mean, the How multi-layering chorus is a lot better in this than it is in some of these other ones. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we come to the second verse is pretty much the same as the first. Different um, lyrics, but There's another guitar that comes changes. in. This is, uh, like, on the, the waited for a long time, like, in the second half. There's another guitar. It just comes in a bit and then like picks along with the melody, but only for that right. one line. The way yeah, for a right. long timeline. So yeah, you get a little, little extra guitar. Um, and then another chorus. And then the next big thing is the, the run bridge at 235. Run, run, run. The bridge, yeah. Yeah. Um there's there's another guitar in that part like kind of playing yeah this is like the most guitar we get in the whole song (laughs) along with laid back run run. Run, Uh, and there's a ton of like really metallic echo on the run here yeah and it sort of like does a skip thing that you would i'm sure like 
it's it's not a voice doing that. It's he's making it go run run. Yeah, drawn on like a vocoder kind of style almost. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then we get this iconic whistling at two forty eight, which is just the the I, I did notice. Uh, this is um, it's eight bars leading up to the whistling section. Ah. Yeah. Uh, middle eight style. Anyway, I like to count those. <laughs> you <laughs> love to count those, Alex. He loves counting. We but, count I just count. like counting some. I don't know. Um, and then into the whistling, which is okay, also fun to whistle along with this. If yeah. if you can, which I have to and practice. And right when I'm that was that was coming into like mad vogue and pop music was whistling. Mumfords and Sons heard this and just went fucking crazy, <laughs> frothing at the mouth like we can all oh, we're gonna whistle. <laughs> Yo, I love fucking. I love whistling. That's. I love it. I would love it more if I could actually do it. See, that's my favorite part about whistling in songs like these: is you whistle along while you have the headphones on. Probably sounds like shit, but you can't tell, and you're annoying everyone on the bus. Hell yeah! I've never whistled on a bus before. Me neither. Also, I wanted to make this joke earlier, but uh, Alex loves counting. Is that is that why he's on the other side of the spectrum for me? <laughs> Uh, spectrum <laughs> Alex you got burnt I think <laughs> I think I'm just trying to figure out what what you mean by the other side of the spectrum and what it means that you're on that side of the spectrum I'm sorry there's just some there's a few too many details here I can't parse it in time but what I can do is talk about uh, the breakdown course after the bridge the like I get water. it I get what you're saying I just feel like so you're saying more yeah. than you think you are uh, yeah for sure uh, that's Stephen Reynolds for you in a nutshell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of eyebrow waggling, not a lot of actual meaning behind it. <laughs> that's the entirety of my wit. Well, Even though my head's on fire. Have you on. Um, yeah, we break down. The drums cut out, and like there's a shaker and a bunch of clapping. Uh, yeah. And and the bass is still going. I don't think the bass cuts out anymore. I thought it might before, but um, unless there's like a, a moment where like everything cuts, which happens at some of them. That they're mixing together now in my head. Yeah, well, the thing with that bass is it is played muted, right? So it's not ringing out a lot. So it's easier for it to kind of hide under everything else. Plus, it's so repetitive. It can kind of just, like, it's there, and you just kind of, like, live with it. Yeah, once you've acclimatized to it, it's taken for granted and kind of phased out. Um, yeah, and then after the breakdown chorus, we get the, everybody's in the gang. The whistles are there, the guitar's going off as yeah. much as it does in this song. Yeah, for the big, the outro. Yeah. Everything's there. And then, and then there's a little synth noise fade out, just kind of some ambient noise taking us out. And that's the thing, that's the song. And that, that's how you create the hit song, Pumped Up Kicks, by Foster the People, but mostly just Foster. You did a good job. I did a good job. And you know who did a an okay job joseph geiger who phoned in this music video he directed (laughs) (laughs) yeah it it just looked like uh like tour tour video yeah it's it seems to just be footage of them performing and and messing around outside sometimes yeah so some of it is shot at the university of california in riverside and this is where they're like throwing frisbee and there's dog around and i guess nearby they did some surfing as well but yeah it's mostly them playing shows um, it opens with footage of a, a kid like jumping into a lake, you know, off like one of those those lake ropes they always have. Ah, good old yeah, lake rope. Yeah, lake rope. 
yeah, lake rope. They they grow there naturally, and you just that's where cabins <laughs> get set up. You're like, oh. And you also <laughs> get prime footage too. of like exactly the sort of like dancing this song inspires, because I think it's it's very prime example of a song that kind of inspires like sort of like a chill sway. Does that yeah, a bit of head nodding? Yeah, like it's it's got a groove, but it's not like a it's not like a heavy funk or anything, you know. You yeah, just kind of yeah, you, you just kind of groove along. Us. Yeah, you can't skank to this. No, you certainly can't. You'd skank, have to skank. Skankability level very low. <laughs> very low. Minimal skanking. Yeah, and it's just like dudes hanging out. It's just it's just dudes rock for for four minutes. <laughs> Well, the way the music video started, I expected it to be, like, following the life of this kid. Yeah, where we start out with a sweet lake memory and then, yeah, get heavy-handed with him finding a gun and some shit. Yeah, absolutely. And then they didn't go that way. I was like, yeah, right. No. Plenty of other guys will get heavy-handed with it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it just kind of leaves this one being like, well, we had to shoot a music video for it because it's a popular as fuck song. We need to get, get it on MTV. Quick, use so... some footage we already have. Yeah, you some what you already have. Let's go hang out for a day at the the University of California, and let's stitch it together. What if that's what pumped up kicks the chorus actually meant? Was they're coming for MTV, and their bullets okay. are there? Then the music video. That's that's a reach, but that's what we're all about. On <laughs> I've, this I've show. got some more reaches in my notes, so <laughs> good. All that's right. what we're here for. Well, that's um great reach. Love that. We're gonna reach into our next segment, which is talking about the cover versions. Unless you guys have something pressing to say about this music video. No, like, we've already I like said the too music much. Video. I like the music video. Okay, I, I like well, that's, the music. Um, this is the I like part. The this, is, this is I I really like <laughs> the um, last part. <laughs> uh, Oak and Gorski is our first cover in the year 2011. All the other kids will be bombed up. folk rock acoustic duo from california yeah um it also said like sometimes they're referred to as cello rock but as far as i can tell that's just what they call themselves because <laughs> their website is cello rock.com that said that website's currently for sale it's lapsed oh let's let's pick it up and hold it for ransom <laughs> <laughs> all right Either that oh, or start a cello way. rock band um and yeah Squatting there's a cello independent in bands <laughs> yeah cello rock Formerly known as the Ken Oak Band, this is comprised of two dudes, Ed Gorski and Ken Oak. I don't know what kind of con work Ken Oak had to pull to convince Ed Gorski that he didn't deserve to have his name in the title for several years, but he did it. <laughs> real, real foster the people kind of moment. Yeah, foster the people energy it's for like, sure. This other band that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> they do it. Anyway, this cello. Oh, they've also been on America's Got Talent. But, like, I think very briefly. And they may have withdrawn. Anyway, I don't want to get into the drama of it, but that's what I read. <laughs> okay, all uh, right. Well, Alex, get into the drama of this cover. Tell me everything you feel about it. Yeah, so, like, there's a cello playing. Two, probably. Two cellos right at the beginning, playing the, like, melody. The chorus melody. And then there's some some guitar, and it's, it's finger-picking out some chords. Or picking out some chords. And, like, that's it before the, vor- the verse... Yeah, um, a little bit, just a just a touch, just a twinge, a twinge of twang, in his voice on the verse. 
twang. Yeah. That's not just a hint of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Just a touch. Yeah, I can hear that. I can hear that twang. Not, so I thought not the, a whole lot. I thought this version was going to get a lot more country in the chorus. It doesn't. It does not. No, it doesn't. Um, that's also when the bass comes in. Start hearing the bass line because they do have the bass line. Right. But like it, they keep it uh, softer. It might be. I don't know. Do you? I guess you can pick it or like you can pluck a cello. Yeah. It might be that. I, I don't know. It's just like that school of rock scene. Yeah. Cello. cello you got, you a, got bass. a bass. Classic. <laughs> Classic line. Do you remember School of Rock, Steven? Remember that I line? I sure from school do. Of rock? Because that was like the most exciting movie I saw in my childhood, probably. Absolutely. Me too. Oh, hell that yeah. was such an exciting Even though I watched like The Gangs of New York at like way too young of an age, School of Rock <laughs> stuck with me. Fuck yeah. Movie's great. Um, Steven, how do you feel about Oak and Gorski? I thought it was fine. Like, it's not bad. Um, it, the folkiness fits the, you know, kind of cowboy, cowboy vibe that the song mentioned energy one time. Well, I guess they mentioned it a few times. Um, it's also a lot easier to understand the lyrics, which was kind of nice. Oh yeah. Yeah, like, it's a lot. It has less of that like filtered sound in the vocals. It's a lot straighter, which several of them are. But. Yeah, and it's got some like acapella, acapellica. Is that the proper term? Acapella. Appellation. It's got yeah, some it's got appellations. Some yeah, because <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like really throughout overall, like it doesn't change that much. The guitar will change between strumming and and picking, um, but other than that, like. The the cello doesn't really get to shine until the bridge, where we get like a little cello. I don't know if it's a solo, but like the cello gets to play around a bit. Well, it does like Both, the melody. It bows fast. I mean, there was a dope violin. I did enjoy that. Or fiddle. I I don't really know what the difference is. Size. Well, yeah, I don't know if it's because in the it, there is a music video for this. I'm going to bring is. it up only because it's just the, these two sitting on a rooftop and playing this. And it only shows him playing that cello and only shows the guy on guitar, but it sounds like there's a violin. There's in clearly more instruments, right? Like, because yeah. no one's playing that bass line. Mm hmm. Uh, but yeah, they do that. It's uh, it's very laid back, which is uh, also taken from the original, which is like laid back rock. This is your laid back acoustic jam. Yeah, and like, I wanted. It's not like stripped down, really, but sort of. Like, it doesn't have a bunch of, like, synthesizers filling out space. Because the original has a ton of that, like, ambient synth stuff going on. Yeah. And this doesn't. And, yeah, I think it's just a two-man harmony on the choruses, which is yeah. probably less than the tracks that Foster the People had layered. Yeah. So it's just, it's it's wood, it's wood a woody version. Mm-hmm. It is a woody version. Howdy, howdy, howdy. It's very rich of oak. It smells of rich mahogany. This version. <laughs> hey, um, yeah, not amazing, not awful. Yeah, like Just, uh, if it fits its niche that like people who like folky music rather listen yeah. to it than the synth up kicks of exactly. fostering people. This is for the for the good old boys. Just need some good, simple, clean cello rock, you know. Dot com. That's what they had back in the day. Cellarock.com. The Kooks in 2011 as well. Oh, yeah. 
talked about these guys before, Alex. When was that? I don't remember. That was Crazy by Gnarls Barkley. Oh, fuck. I don't remember what we thought of it. Are you telling me you don't remember? You don't remember when? That was a long time ago. (laughs) Let me tell you, Alex. There was something so pleasant about their cover, I think. I don't really remember it all that well. Yeah, well, I forgot. I completely forgot we talked about these guys, so I didn't look it up, so I don't know what I thought about it. (laughs) Well, Alex, it's an English indie rock band, indie rock, post-punk revival kind of stuff. And this was done for the BBC Radio 1's Live Lounge. Oh, that's yeah, which just seems edge. to be a recording room because there's a video yeah, of them playing. Yeah, they're they're yeah they're in this like old ass BBC studio. Yeah, it's, it's all just wood like paneling, wooden paneled room. Um, and this is like, this is this is the synthesis of of Oak and Gorski and Foster the People, and that it's like more organic, um, than the Foster the People version, but not quite as acoustic and chill as the the Oak and Gorski one. Yeah, I thought. I mean, it's definitely more english i think super english um just because of like the way they play in ways that i can't necessarily describe like there's there's comparisons i would make to the killers who are not british but who kind of are known for having some of that uh influence Mm. and even some of like oasis stuff we were talking about like there's some brightness to their tone and things that make him seem british right and well his he's got a strong accent when he's singing oh yeah i guess that's part of it too yeah dogs i do like his voice Uh, though um sorry did i interrupt you steven no i don't think you interrupted anyone oh steven says so i'll kick his ass (laughs) Uh, (laughs) drive drive down him bitch come on (laughs) i I did i thought his voice was very interesting he kind of has like a little um like like a vibrato on the end of some lines that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. steven what did you think um i mean i used to like the cooks kooks back in high school um i don't really care for them anymore the the vocalist kind of gets on my nerves why is that it's just that kind of yeah it's the accent and like fucking people with english accents just hate british people bro <laughs> it's, it's like a nasally accent when he sings your hair is on fire he does do yeah, that I don't, he does I don't. do that this uh i want to read is it okay if i read off my notes and then go pee sure. while i'll let you guys finish off yeah, read off these notes. Yeah, we can pause if you need <laughs> When you're to pause. gone, we'll, we'll talk about how dumb you are. Just okay, don't pause sweet. the recording. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, like, I used to like the, the kooks, but, um, uh, yeah, because it sounded like they were just doing this for, like, warm-up for band practice. Um, yeah, it does feel a bit off the cuff, doesn't it? Yeah, but that makes sense now that you mentioned that it was live recording for the BBC. That makes a lot more sense. Um, other than that, like, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It it was very middling for me. It was very much well, yeah, them trying their take, and that's yeah. It's and the thing is, is, their take I don't think is as far removed from Foster the People as they might like to think. It's just like dialing down the electronica a bit and upping it with just plain indie rock. Yeah, so exactly. It's, it's not a huge step away. Um, that said, I I do think they they do a solid performance of their take. But yeah, I would agree with you on that. It's it's not bold. Besides him saying, "Yeah, it's on fire." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say for me, I really enjoyed this one. Um, mm. Maybe just because I don't have that much history with the original, like I don't um, have a particular affinity for it over over the covers. 
Um, right. Uh, I I did like the more rock and roll feel uh, compared to the original with like guitars as opposed to the synthesizers, even though they do have right. some synthesizers. Um, and I thought the vocal performance was just more dynamic, particularly like on the chorus. They really bring the chorus up, whereas the original yeah. is a little bit more even. Yeah, I'd say the backup vocals on this are pretty strong. Just because they have actual backup vocals? Yeah, exactly, right? And I think the guy knows what he's doing. I think they're better than the backup vocals on Logan Gorski. Yeah, and I think Um, probably what it comes down to is, like, this kind of aligns with my sensibilities, maybe just a little more than, uh, like, the original, for example. Yeah, that may be it. I don't think it's a bad performance. Um it does have some of that feel good bright energy yeah like like you said kind of similar in veins to like oasis and things like that um i like the star-shaped tambourine yep star-shaped that's a, that's tambourine. A visual element well i mean visual element sure but it sounds way better because it's pointy <laughs> Hmm. also these guys key in on the line faster than my bullet they like to use that as a repeat rather than the run 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 section they kind of just jam it goes faster than my bullet in the like bridge section yeah and right near the end there too they do it twice Mm-hmm. so that kind of that, that's just a, a a small change but you know that's not a line they really repeat in that way in the original right they use that as this sort of a little ad-libbing section a little 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 grease on the wheels of this song yeah just grease in the wheels i i I don't love the bridge or i guess the middle eight of the original that much run Mm. run run run. run. yeah that one again like has a more electronic sensibility than this one which has a your rock sensibility so that Mm -hmm. might be where where you're to the point where there's like a couple of what you might even call guitar solos Mm -hmm. the very least some noodling yeah, there's a guitar player. And there's Steven. Steven, back on the mic, back in the studio, fully drained of urine. Absolutely. I feel great. I also thought these guys were Australian. Um, I don't know why you would think that, but... I mean, I, I never research any of the bands I listen to, but for some reason, th- their accent always sounded more Aussie than British to me. I mean, I guess it is a little is from the rougher side of the the UK, so it can be tough. I think with singing because so often singing voices end up being like neutral. Mm-hmm. So when someone is singing with an accent, it can throw you off a little bit. I think. True, for sure. Well, Stephen, you're you're out of urine, but I hope you've got wood because our next <laughs> act is <laughs> it's, it's Michael Wood Band twenty twelve. I got Oak for Michael Wood. Okay. Which Gets does actually that. lead into one of my notes. Um. Yeah, sure. Hit us with that note right off the bat. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so I watched the music video after listening to the song. Um, I felt bad for making fun of them. I was like, kid looks like he probably does good with the ladies. Yeah, yeah you're right. He's a child. It's, it's bad if you make fun <laughs> of attractive people. It's much worse. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, they, they get places in life, so you want to have them in your pocket. 
<laughs> yeah, um, so the, the Michael Wood band is from Victoria, BC. Yeah. Oh, our, our just country. A, just a stone's throw away mm-hmm. from the Western Cover Me recording studios. That's um, here. That's my house. Is one of those. <laughs> secondary note about the Michael Wood band: their site is also down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm not sure if they're actually still together because they haven't posted on Facebook in a couple years. Mm-hmm. So it's not looking great for the Michael Wood band, but I assume Michael Wood is still around. Yeah, banding, just not banding, or at least he's, you his know, own singling. Band. Um, yeah, led by a dude named Michael Wood was all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw like an interview with Michael Wood. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, wasn't much to take away from it that I noticed. He he plays guitar with so yeah. many pickups on it. Did you see the close up of his guitar? There's like five pickups on his guitar. Yeah, there is five pickups or, on the guitar. Or that might Alex. actually be three, technically. Alex, counting again. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. He's got pick these up, numbers, up, man. <laughs> I know, numbers, like, most of the numbers. numbers. So this, we, we've moved now from indie rock to just kind of, like, straight-up classic rock. Yeah, this a is a much straighter rock. rock. It's got, it's got like, a crunchier sound. You can, really, you can feel the, like, overdrive on the guitar. Mm-hmm. Feels harder. But not, like, hard, hard rock. But kind of. Yeah, you're you're approaching that. This yeah. is like like pub rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, and we've moved the at the very least. It's now also being played on guitar, the bass line, on a, on a crunchy guitar. Yeah, they moved that riff. Yeah. Um, there, there's some other stuff in there. Like, there's some some licks on the guitar that's kind of more in line with the hard rock thing. Um. And uh, some more use of the whammy bar as well. Mm. That I noticed. Some might say too much. Some might say too much. Steven, are you saying there's too much whammy bar? Yeah, tell I, me there's too I, much whammy bar? Because that's, that's, that's a valid criticism. Every... See, the thing is, I didn't know it was a high school band, so... <laughs> is it a high school band? Well, judging by the music video, which is 90% children... They look younger than him, though. Don't, yeah, no he one... still looks young though. He looks yeah, young. he had mad acne. Yes. Sometimes I forget how young we were in high school. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you look like a little. Thanks baby. the media. Thanks the media. Wait, put this a... week's episode of Cover Me sponsored by the media. The media, which we appreciate deeply. If he was in high school in 2012, that would He's make him younger now. than. Yeah. Make him younger than us, yeah. Yes, that would make him younger than us. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, uh, and that thing? chorus. Because I feel like we should talk about that chorus because yeah, we're talking about children. Like I think there's children singing in the chorus. Yeah, there's, there's a lot chorus. of people singing. He's got like a whole children's choir. Yeah. Yeah, maybe uh, presumably. Of, uh, Pink Floyd. I think it's the oh, wall yeah. where they have the kids singing. Yeah, yeah. that would be. They don't need yeah, that's exactly. That, that sounds the right. Wall. That sounds right. Part two, I think. Part two. Yeah, part two. The only one that matters. Just yeah. Kidding. Now, the, his entry into the the chorus here, he says he's coming for you. It's like a quick pull trigger. Right. He puts it's like a quick pull trigger earlier on, uh, which doesn't like really make sense. I don't think. Yeah, it's foolish. <laughs> Does it make sense to you? No. It's just a, it's not even the end of the next verse, right? Like it's it's just yeah. a bit from the middle of the next verse that happens to yeah. fit. Yeah, uh, he just in throws it in there. 
So, yeah, maybe just a, a mistake, and then since he was just a wee baby, he was like, no, that was a good vocal take overall. I'm going to keep that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like everything he did with this song. Oh! oh. Tearing um, this high schooler apart! Ouch. I mean, uh, my notes literally say, I hate it. Having the kids in the chorus reminds me of Pink Floyd. Oh my god, I hate this. Uh, well, the other thing it has, it has an organ that comes in. It's like a very distorted sound. Uh, at times, yeah. I mistook it for the guitar. And it also... Oh, and that organ sounds very cheap. I... There was another one, and I forget what it was recently that we listened to, that had a really cheap organ sound. This isn't as bad as that. But I can't yeah. remember what it was now. Um, and he kind of inserts an instrumental section after the choruses as well. So yeah. instead of having like the one bridge, he does it twice. Right, because they do the runs there. So they do the run, run, mm-hmm. run. And that's like his big structural change. Yeah. Um, what else do I have to complain about this version? Uh, I don't think I have anything more specific. Uh, sometimes a filtered voice comes in and says, like, part of a line. There's one part where it says, you better run near the end. Yeah, that's close to the end there. Um, a lot of chorus. A lot of chorus happening here. Um, you better run. But really, the 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 standout of this cover is the music video, <laughs> which yes. is sure is about as ham fisted as you can get with this. <laughs> you know, Possibly this kid read the same article that Alex so. did. <laughs> He's like, "No way! It's about a school shooting." I better make um, this video in my high school. Yeah, so he decided to get it together for a school project. This kid opens his closet, finds a, a cowboy hat. And then, like in the song, he opens up a box. And and a wooden and... gun. The gun is wooden. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the box is DC. full of literal toys. Yeah, here we have literal fun things. We have uh, a pine cone, a Superman action figure, a gun, a cassette, and a cigarette in there. Along with what might be a deck of playing cards. Um, and I think some tax papers in there as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tax papers. <laughs> Adult stuff, like a pine cone. Adult stuff, a pine cone. I keep all that next to my my tax papers. So throw off the IRS. I didn't, getting it CRA. didn't register for me that the gun was wooden. Does it look wooden to you? It looks wooden to me. I, I think it's and supposed the, to be fake because they're all toys. In the first scene, it looks very wooden. In the second scene, where he does the stupid wink at the camera, um, yeah. it looks more real. Like, it looks like it actually has a barrel. Right. And because I thought the narrative of this was, like, he gets bullied and then basically a kid shows him friendship and that talks him down from shooting everyone. <laughs> that was my take. Well, is yeah, even the I same think that's kid, what though, is. that's getting bullied? I think Or is so. that the kid, like, grown up in high school getting bullied? Also, why is the kid's dad the music teacher? <laughs> yeah, why is his, his dad the teacher as well? Because, uh, you know, you only have so many people. I guess. Yeah, in the small community of British Columbia. You only need one adult. They're basically just like the adults from Peanuts doing the wop, wop, wop. <laughs> yeah, so then you get everybody in the band room for the chorus. There's fucking ten guitars, a, a cello. Just kidding, it's three guitars and a cello. Oh, also... And... Oh, sorry, you haven't yes. started talking about nope. the end bit with the bullying. Never mind. No, we we'll ha- I haven't there. gotten to there yet. I mean, we'll get there. 
But yeah, the, the music teacher comes in, and then the kid's playing PlayStation 3, except the controller's not on. Because <laughs> there's no <laughs> light. And there's no light on. Come on, you can't fool a professional like me. <laughs> and then Michael Wood's in the back. It's Christmas time, apparently. Or these guys just never take the tree down, because, you know, it's going to be Christmas eventually. <laughs> and he's playing guitar back there. Um, and then the dad just walks in and gets blasted. He's just, <laughs> I don't even know why he's got a separate glass. He's just <laughs> dumping into his, his glass. He's got a bottle of unmarked liquor and then a like a, a tall glass. He had nice. some in there, and then he's like, oh, I'm going to need a little fucking more. <laughs> I'm going to need some more before I start beating my kid. <laughs> yeah. Then the kids are in the classroom they're singing still we get some close-up shots of some kids a twist the music teacher is also just like the math teacher and also the guy's dad and then everybody's making dirty looks at the kid what if the kid's um, actually homeschooled maybe he's gonna go show up shoot up his homeschool maybe this is michael his woods home? looking this is in because he's concerned or something the kid's banging his head um, and then the kid's banging his head so hard that the teacher cancels class. He says, can't get out of here, guys. I gotta <laughs> teach my son some respect, I guess. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> so then we get I have more shots of just people jamming Michael Wood by the lockers. Um, then the kid's leaving school, and these, these kids book him. A, a time-honored tradition. Oh, classic. Also, I'm like the like thesaurus or dictionary or whatever he drops, I have definitely owned that or seen it at nice. some point. Like well, that was a, a that's Canadian such a classic school. cover. Look at this classic. Yeah, they beat him up, but then Michael Wood comes in at the end and says, Hey, you guys don't do that. He actually just pushes one guy and then picks up the books. <laughs> I'm the cool kid with the leather jacket who plays and guitar. And then presumably says to the kid, don't shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man, give me the gun. <laughs> and then that's like the video. A little more a little more jamming. People are slamming their desks. So, yeah. Is it about a, 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 stopped, a school shooting that was stopped in its tracks? Yeah, I kind of got the idea. It's like the like Mark Wahlberg hero fantasy. Of like, if right. I was there, I could have stopped it, sort of thing. Right. Like, if I was there, I would <laughs> have been, the... I would have accepted that guy, and I would have been his friend, and then the shooting never would have happened. That's yeah. that's what I got out of it. Um, I watched it for the first time like thirty minutes ago. So, nope. What time is it? Not thirty minutes. Don't worry about it. Okay, <laughs> I won't worry about it, Alex. Yeah, I'm <laughs> just watching it while we were recording. Looks and sound like it was made by high schoolers, and it was. Shout out Canadian content. All right, yeah. let's talk about Usher in 2012. Also for the BBC Radio One Live Lounge, but oh man, different lounge. In the one, in wow, different lounge. I'm telling you, they they updated this lounge, man. Yeah, they had fucking the kooks locked in a box, and Usher gets a fucking live audience. Um, so yeah, it's Usher. He's a famous guy. Uh, yeah, I do won't... you know his name is actually Usher? I always thought that was like a stage name, kind of like Prince. Yeah, yeah. Usher Raymond the Fourth. Wow, that's a wild Dang. name. That is that's wild a wild name. That's a that's quite that's an that's an impressive name actually. Yeah, like, singer, that's... songwriter, actor, dancer, and businessman, according to wikipedia wait so usher raymond is his 
well, uh, presumably Usher Raymond the Third is his father's name. That would be. It my would have guess. to be. Interesting. All right. Sorry. Go on. Why do you know Usher Raymond the Third? Yeah. Oh man. I went to improv with him. Money? <laughs> <laughs> Shockingly young. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, if you know the hit song, yeah. You probably know Usher. Yeah. Among yeah, others, he's done a lot. Yeah, yeah but that, that's the one that I always remember. Because it was came out when we were in like junior high school. Yeah. I think. I downloaded one of Usher's songs, and it was just like, everyone do the Superman. Everybody do the Well, did you do the Superman? <laughs> yes. Oh, great. That's good. Perfect. Good. You, you did it. So this is like... Again, this is like closer to, to just kind of straight classic rock yeah this one's kind of seems to be more like about the performance than anything because really the arrangement is like very straightforward yeah we get a distorted guitar doing the bass line um we get usher telling everybody to sing along if they know it we do and he he does it like because he's known for r&b so he's got a very silky smooth voice but it's coming in through a, a mic that's got some filter effects on it yeah similar like am type thing going on for this Similar to the original. Yeah. Um, he's also... I'm... He is playing the bass. Mm-hmm. But Sometimes. But generally not at the same time as he's singing. I don't know if he is able to play the bass and sing at the same time. It is unclear it based tough. on this song. Yeah. And so the, the chorus has him doing the hype man work while his two dancers on the side do this fun little running man dance and sing a quite uh, a high-pitched chorus. I didn't even notice the running man. Oh, I see that. Yeah, the guy's Oh, yeah. Back. Yeah. This one, you're right. This one is all about the performance. It's about the energy. Yeah, like they come in with some, they got ambient synths on the chorus, but like, they're just there. Yeah. But also, like the big dude on drums. None of that energy transferred to the crowd at all. Oh, yeah, they're dead. <laughs> when, he, when he puts the mic towards them to sing the chorus and it's just dead air. Yeah, it's like, oh, we lost some words. Was it censored? No, the audience just doesn't care. <laughs> They're British. They're too polite, you know? Uh, yeah, totally. It, it zoomed in on, like, the one person singing. Yeah. It's like, see, she's having fun. She's enjoying it. <laughs> Look, someone dancing. Um, yeah, so it kind of continues like that. Um, then the they get to the bridge. And there's, like, another guy who does the run, run, run lines. They really lean into the sort of electronic aspect of it. He's got this, like, heavily processed, kind of, like, auto-tune sound. And he's like, run, 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 run. A little even more yeah. melodic. Um, it's more of, yeah, like yeah. a dance break, kind of. Yeah, it is that. And so you can really hear the bass coming through here so that we know that Usher knows how to play the bass. He's finger-plucking. <laughs> Look at him go. I did find the... Um, we get the whistling as well. Yeah, would, I guess I didn't see the guy whistling. Steven? He looks like he's whistling. I was going to say, uh, I found the like keyboard organ and like the cor- or the choir they had in the background, like very churchy. Mm, yeah. Right, there's an organ briefly, yeah. But it doesn't... Yeah, a bit of that church vibe. Also, I should, does that come should in? not have sung this song. Um... Yeah, it's. I, I feel like this is a relatively harmless cover. No, no, not at I all. I agree. Like, like as a, as a performance, I think it's pretty it. solid. It'd be like fun to see yeah. at a concert. 
he didn't record it or anything, so I think it's kind of. I think it's well, like yeah, solid I... generally, as far as like a professional musician producing a professional performance goes. Like it's it's not like disappointing. Yeah, hug too tightly to the original. If Usher's gonna sing it, I think you're right. Don't try to do the Usher through like the, the Foster the thing, People yeah. filter. Like do Usher. Yeah, exactly. Although, so he adds some lines near the end, like during the kind of last chorus. Yes. I, I was trying to figure out if that was from another song, but I don't know Usher songs. I don't think it is, but I couldn't really hear what he said either. Oh, I thought I thought it was just ad libs about watching out for his gun and Could stuff. Could very well just be ad libs. <laughs> Could very and then he well says at the end, ad-libs. "Yeah, y'all like that joint." Yeah, uh, that's a quote from his Ooh. famous song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right. It's from Yeah. Um. Yeah. All in all, forgettable. Big energy. Nice denim vest. That's what I'm here for. True. Denim I vest. agree with that. That good denim vest action. Mm-hmm. Speaking of someone without a denim vest, Dana as Richards as, as in as 2012. Oh, 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 I, I, the kids with their bonds, pop kicks, you better run, better run, I'll run my definitely in the video there's no denim vest so dana richards as far as i can tell uh has a lot of names yeah so dana richards who i think now goes by um hang on i've lost it dana different oh i wrote it down Uh, dana ventura i think because i think possibly because she got married (laughs) possibly just due to marriage uh also goes as montana dana and uh, bucket list chick with lowercase eyes. Yeah, she's like a variety she has, she has YouTuber now. Two YouTube channels, one yeah. for covers and one for all kinds of stuff. Like she is converting a van into a camper, and like she's talking about her diet and allegedly also her glow a van up. To Christianity. And what was that about Christianity? <laughs> <laughs> I said she's also converting a van to Christianity. Yeah, you baptize well, it while it's running. Although, as far as I can tell, uh, she's either from Montana or Utah. Uh, Montana isn't her name, but she might live in Utah. So, I don't know. Maybe she's Mormon. Well, More or less, man. Um, hey! Knowing this version, we get to see all that, the Oh, that's the only played. thing I know about Utah. Mormons. Mormons? Yeah. There's also a salt lake there. True, and um, and uh, Zion National Park. That's right, and a city. I hear Bob Marley was a big fan of Zion. Hey, National Park. <laughs> um, hey, Dana Richards, woman with many S- names. Many names and many household objects used to put together a cover of Pumped Up Kicks. <laughs> According to this music video, yes. part of this, part of the actual percussion is her flipping the damn book. You and know also the hitting the drums with shoes. Yeah. Dropping some toms, dropping some shoes on some toms. Um, biggest change here is the, the vibraphone doing like a. Yeah, like a I think that's actually a Glockenspiel because it's tiny. All right. Glockenspiels are yeah, tiny. It's, it's portable, baby. That, that thing comes in a travel case. Yeah. Look at that thing. Um, so yeah, she's hitting the Glock. She popped a Glock on this song. <laughs> Very it's appropriate. Playing, playing the first half straight, it's like da 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 da, and then it goes boom ba da and does like a more bright version of it. Right. It's got it's um, 
it's the like lounge jazz cover, so you kind of got to add some ornamentation. On yeah, it was things, like, or like smooth what's the point? contemporary vibes. Oh, these vibes. De- are there's definite smoothness going on here. I don't know if contemporary yeah. is the proper descriptor, but um, that's what I'm going to stick with. Like. None of our audience members are smart enough to know. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Y'all got burned. <laughs> you burned. <laughs> Um, she's also playing bass on this, but not the bass line, if this video is to be believed. Yes. There does not seem to be that bass line on the bass. Um, I think that's just the jazz thing. I don't know what it is with jazz bass, but they they got to do other stuff. <laughs> they have to do other shit. Um, yeah, minimal guitar in this. Like you said, yeah, it's your lounge jazz. This uh, It plays in a lobby when you're on vacation. Mm-hmm. Had this like Napoleon uh, Dynamite ass keyboard. Yeah, what does that, that mean? Is it llama like, shaped? Sorry. Oh, I mean, it could be. It could be Mormons exclusively only know that that one like keyboard riff. But like, uh, I don't know how to describe it. The keyboard that's in Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, I haven't seen about... Napoleon Dynamite in a long time, so I'm not. It's sure one of the few things that sticks in my mind. Um, it's almost it's like a keyboard kind of sounding like an organ is that the one you're talking about yeah uh but it sounded very out of place in the song yeah i think it was synthesizer you can hear it at like one sixty. yeah i thought it sounded enough like an electric piano that it worked fine for me anyway Mm. For the majority of it, like it blends in everything, or it blends in with everything else really nicely. Because, like you're saying, she's using a ton of different materials to make, uh, make different sound effects. But then the the keyboard, I feel like, just has too much time, in certain spots where it's just like yeah. very apparent. If you listen on the second verse, it just kind of like felt like it wanted to be there. Because she's like singing and it goes like, yeah, it's like some polka keyboard coming in yeah it's a bit goofy um and i'm not crazy about this version she does these like oh's into the chorus yeah i agree i'm not crazy about that yeah we're trying to it's, and this is my problem with these jazz lounge versions we're trying to throw a little too much sex into a song about a kid thinking about shooting people <laughs> yeah the 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 vibe of the song does not fit the lyrics at all but like i at all in all i did like the the cover of it yeah mm. i thought i i came in with very low expectations and i came out like reasonably surprised like it, it was i thought a reasonably solid version not the kind was... I would necessarily return to all that much, but it was yeah, definitely not more than I was expecting. But this, uh, also her YouTube comments were so wholesome. No way. She she was res- like everyone was very nice, and she she took the time to respond to every comment. I was like, we should let her know that she's on the podcast. Twenty. <laughs> also, because she's a babe. But if she's married. Slow down. I guess I'll have to... to go find Michael Wood instead. Yeah, you can definitely jump Michael Wood's balls. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's that is that one, which is Dana Richards. Probably not Dana Richards. A Montana Dana, the bucket list chick, aka big 
pumped up kicks. <laughs> Let's talk about Chilled Aqua in 2014, which is I hear the most I can tell you about this group. They're not the band Aqua. All the other kids with the pumped up kicks, you better run, better run. Outrun my gun. All the other kids with the pumped up kicks, you better run, better run. <laughs> They're definitely not the band Aqua. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I could find too, because they they seem to like do some of these like compilation albums of chill music, but that's pretty much all I got. Yeah, that seems to be. And looking at their like overview on Spotify, what's popular is they take popular songs, um, and then they just make them like quote unquote chill. Yeah, so your modern chill take, like you remix things. But like first impression, I didn't think. This was that chill. No. It's all over the place. Like, this isn't what I would call chill, particularly because, like, there were some really sudden transitions. And that's not very chill, man. It's like the the bass line comes in, and I wrote mad bass. Because it, it was, like, sub-bass, not, like, a bass instrument. Yeah, it's low. Yeah. yeah, it's very low bass. And even there's, like, some kind of, like, breaking up, like going along with it like noise yeah borderlining on like cinematic bass <laughs> yeah exactly I, I was i was here for that because the the baseline i was thinking was like this would make like uh you could you could run this bass on like a like a hip-hop track until the mm-hmm. bass does that upward inflection because it's the same baseline but before that if yeah there's a there's a band called Her uh, that does a song. I'll have to send you guys because I can't remember what it's called. Um, but it's like it's pretty much the same cover art and almost almost the same baseline. Hmm. Hmm. Like yeah. as this version. Sorry. As this version specifically. Yeah. Huh. That's weird connection. Yeah, it That's it weird. threw me off. Um, here's another weird connection. The verse to the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Like, it, it drops to silence right at the end. And then, like, starts right in suddenly. At least at the start. It, it goes smooth later on. Yeah, but... so he starts ripping into the chorus. He's singing up much higher than his talk singing. And then we get this cheap-ass, like, harpsichord synth. That's what it's called. I made a note to ask you guys what the instrument was called. Yeah, it, let's see if Alex gets approval on that. Is it a harpsichord, Alex? Um, it could be. It's tough to tell with some of the cheap synths. It could also just be the guitar sound on like a a cheap keyboard. Okay. That kind of tries to recreate the um, plucking sound, but doesn't have the kind of um, like right. The decay isn't as long. It gets cut off really early, so it does seem to be like a synthesized sound. Could be a harpsichord. Could be a guitar. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, a right. harpsichord is just Super a plucked string like a guitar anyway, so... Yeah, it's insane. Um, Yeah, that bugged me. Another very cheap <laughs> sounding, not very good sounding. Um, We get, like, some woodblock percussion, too. Just some... Got Michael Sarah on the track in that woodblock. <laughs> in that... When is... That comes in later, yeah? Yeah. I think that's the second verse. Right, yes. Every, like, everything kind of sounds like it was recorded in a very, like, small 
echoey place or maybe like a narrow echoey place i don't know yeah it's uh it's yeah they tried to and the thing here's the thing here's the thing that we all have to acknowledge the original song pumped up kicks by foster the people is very chill yeah i didn't think this was like they kind of stripped it down in a way that made it a little more jarring when things actually happened so yeah. it, it feels a little i think as a whole less chill than the original especially yeah. his vocal delivery on the chorus oh yeah he sounds like he's given her yeah so um i don't want to like judge it too harshly on not fulfilling its own promise but it's weird right like it's not it it's like nobody for nobody had him on gunpoint said yeah yeah play pumped up kicks you got to make it chill they called it like i don't want to limit what chill can be conceptually but this isn't what i would call chill i mean yeah. based off the dancing on the original pumped up kicks like if you got any more chill, people are just going to be comatose. Exactly, right? It's it's yeah, it's going to put people into a coma. <laughs> you know for what years. this? You know what the recording sounds like? It almost sounds like they recorded it in a school hallway. <laughs> like, <laughs> kind of has that sort of an echo to it. Shooter. Do you think they're sharing the school with Michael Wood? <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably. Some of the sounds are probably just the same, but recorded from further away. Uh, what else? There's a different synth, equally shitty, that comes in about 225. Um, so this is during like the flute solo. Windy. Yeah, that that's the, <laughs> that's no. There's no way that's a real flute. Um, yeah, probably not. It replaces the whistling with that. There's also like a the the like the piano synth there as well has a similar yeah. um, quality to it as that. Uh, guitar sound in that like the decay is really fast it feels like it should it should ring out a bit more and then it just ends I mean, which how yeah. supposed to casually whistle to a flute yeah uh, come on the flute's flute way too low mouth. to whistle to it's like an octave lower than whistling so it'd be hard yeah and then it ends quite abruptly too yeah it fades out it's really like... quick after he says the line not so it's, chill it's a weird version it's a weird version yeah i did not like it it was all over the place it was all over the place. It was messy. Speaking of a song that's in one place, and that place is Los Angeles, California. It is. Three Teeth. Three. In 2019. It's actually Three Teeth. I just, I read it wrong the first time. Yeah, I read it like three also. <laughs> that was well, funny. You both read it Supposedly wrong. sometimes they, they stylize it because it's a three and then the word teeth in all caps, but sometimes they make one of the E's a three as well. Right, so three um, teeth, three. But it, like, I don't know, why do you, why only one? Why not both? Why not all of them? That's what I'm saying, dude. They're an industrial metal band um, and they like to make covers of Pumped Up Kicks in all caps. Indeed they do. And they did. Um, so it's definitely got that industrial sound to it. Like, it mm -hmm. comes in with, like, a, there's, like, a chime kind of sound. Well, it fades in with, like, some ambient synth. But then, like, the drums come in, and they've got that really, like, huge kick sound that you get in industrial. And there's sort of some other, like, ambient crunchy sounds coming around and things. I was super into it, the, the, the synth at the beginning. 
It reminded me a lot of uh, Hotline Miami. Oh, yeah. It definitely had some of that vibe going on. Yeah, I thought the intro on this was pretty cool. Yeah. And, and then they bring in that, their like, version of the riff, which is yeah. kind of on a... It's like a lower like bassy synthesizer and it's sequenced into 16th notes so it's it's the same melody but it's yeah so each note's getting hit several times yeah my problem at the beginning was it comes off very flat and like it doesn't pick up till later on think it's too long it does take a while they don't get to the verse for like 40 seconds which is quite a bit longer than the other versions yeah but even just like the instrumentation they had like it needed something a little higher. Oh, it was too much, like, in the low end? Yeah. I wonder if that's just, like, an industrial thing. I don't know. Well, cause... Yeah, it's supposed to sound like wind going through a blown-out industrial district. <laughs> well, Not Although I don't listen noise. to a whole lot of industrial, so I could be completely wrong about it. <laughs> yeah, that. I could be off. To jump the gun a little bit, they bring in a keyboard later on, and it, it rounds everything out very nicely. Right, so if they maybe even just threw some sustains on the higher end on that keyboard to start, mm-hmm. just just to give you some treble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I could get I could get behind that. Um, the the big energy here is big, spooky, scary energy. The vocals on this are <laughs> Eddie's coming for you. You know, this is like the this has got the like new metal vibes almost, the real trouble kid stuff. Yeah, there's a synth later on that reminds me of Numb, like the very beginning of Numb. Mm. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Because it's <laughs> like got a that strainedness numb. to it. Yeah. But yeah, the, like the, the first verse here is very subdued. Even when we got everything going, it's like yes. some, some bass drum beats. It has this like really lethargic feeling to it. Everything seems a little slow and sticky. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of throughout, so that's that's an interesting uh, vibe they have imbued. Really, they kind of make it like darker, almost bringing yeah. it in line because the original in line with the subject matter because the original really has this separation between what it's about and what it sounds like, uh, which is part of the reason it's on like clickbait lists of like songs that are actually dark and you didn't know. Whereas this is like completely embracing the theming you don't mm. say <laughs> yeah did um, you already say that it... and i just like missed it because that no was no, no I th- I <laughs> i'm Steven just referring is... to the music video yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can we Which can talk we'll about get that to. later we'll yeah. get to that but um yeah so like you might expect they they pump up the intensity in the chorus um mm, i love big, the chorus like open distortion on the guitar yeah get um, really growly on those vocals giving her a little more yeah real growly vocals it was some real, really like, playing into the tone it was some marilyn manson-esque chorus and i was here for it yeah somebody on youtube said it was like uh I don't, they were like oh yeah i was like marilyn manson singing with somebody else playing the instruments how could you find that under all the <laughs> edgy school shooting comments dog i've been youtubing a long time <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah, this was the song that made filter. me watch or go look at the comments on pumped up kicks yeah because like surely it can't be like this on all of these now this person says this is exactly what marilyn manson would do to pumped up kicks yeah oh this is this guy says this sounds like a combo of nine inch nails and orgy with marilyn manson on vocals in a good way yep got no idea who two out of three of those are 
Okay, you don't know Nine Inch Nails? I, know not well Nails enough to n- know their... That's like, fair. I don't know much vibe. about them sonically. Well, you know, I just know David Bowie outside. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, fair enough. Yeah, so it's it's big distortion on the chorus, big growl energy. Um, that, that bass synth is still playing its part consistently. Uh, you know, it's that real brooding intensity. Yeah. Yeah, max darkness. And it's also, like, really big at times, particularly on the percussion in that sort of industrial yeah. way. Not just in the kick, but also in cymbals sometimes. That's right. What I was... Um, yes. I said, uh... I was thinking, like, this is the exact song I would see in a uh, late 90s, like, YouTube video game compilation compilation of, like, uh, Call of Duty kills. <laughs> but also the fact <laughs> it came out in, like, 2019. Just take it back in time and do your own Call of Duty YouTube kill videos to it. Yeah, you can be the YouTube Call of Duty YouTube kills video you want to see in the world. Yeah, it'll be yeah the time is ripe for Call of Duty YouTube kills video <laughs> nostalgia. It'll, it'll replace uh, let the body sit the floor. <laughs> that is a classic for that. <laughs> um, the second verse brings in a little extra guitar into the mix, and I think some some extra synth maybe in the back. Some you know some real ghostly shit. Yeah, it's like ambient, and then like that. It's like strange sounding, but still very quiet. Yeah. Um, then we get to the chorus, it's the same again. We get a little guitar solo section where the that pattern gets doubled on a synth, I believe. If you're waiting for a, um, agreement, I would have to listen to it first. <laughs> oh my god, Alex. That's kind of... I, I mean, yeah. That makes sense. Do it. <laughs> uh, I wrote down. Um, yeah, I listened to it. And, I, and that was the synth that I was talking about earlier. When I said it kind of mm. reminded me of Numb. Yeah, I can get a little of that vibe off there. Yeah. Yeah, the only way I know how to describe things is reverb. Um, so I said the reverb guitar makes the song much better. Yeah, sure. I think I like their their instrumental break here. I think it was pretty good. Um, and then I have here as a note just wump 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 wump. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, can you verify that one for me quick? Yeah, d- verify whoop whoop whoop. Wump wump wump. Yeah. Wump wump wump. Oh, sorry. Um. Can I get a jumble wumba check? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, we got we got some wump wump wump. Wump. Yeah, and it ends on like the, the bass synth. Everything else kind of filters out and it's Yeah, everything sort of fades slowly. That's right. Over time. Now let's Which talk is about what this fades black means. and white music video. <laughs> yeah, so music video. It it's uh got like it's like it appears to be first person um with I mean, some like futuristic yeah. vision i guess yeah part of it's one of part of it is a camera oh sorry like, part of it's first person and part of it's the three and then a part 3D of it is camera. like a body cam on a dude yeah um that would be your first first part yeah so we open on a dude who's i think he's cleaning a gun is steven you know about guns yeah he's assembling Seems... and cleaning guns He's got a little stick, and I think is for cleaning a barrel of a gun. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Because I know how muskets work. (laughs) And that's how muskets work. (laughs) That's what Alex got out of the gun game. He's like, these things are too powerful. (laughs) Muskets, though. That was the sweet spot. 
Um, the great thing about <laughs> muskets is they technology. can uh, they can injure you much more readily as well. <laughs> Makes you think twice That's about trying to about. shoot someone. Yeah, you really gotta <laughs> weigh the consequences. But yeah, holy hell, this this music video is taking taking the uh, this the rumor of school shooting songs way too seriously. Yeah, this is edgelord to the extreme, right? Yeah. Um this this could have been like the opening scene to that garbage game that came out a while ago, Hatred. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cuz the same black and white, same like I'm too edgy for the world and I will be the one that shows them they were wrong. Yeah. So yeah, we, we it opens with the guy cleaning this gun, re, taking apart, reassembling it, and then we cut to for the chorus. It's this uh, this police squad as they roll up onto a house. Um, after the on the second chorus, we get to see them break in and like arrest a child. Yeah, like a like a like a actual child. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to figure out if this is actual, like, police footage or if it's from a movie. Yeah. I mean, they could I don't know. It. It's the implication of this music video that the guy we're seeing assembling these guns is who the cops are trying to find. It has to be. Or is he just late to the police raid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Did clean my AR-15 <laughs> in time? I, I think so, because it looks just like some guy, and he's wearing gloves... I don't know if you would normally wear gloves when cleaning a gun. That's I don't not know. a bad idea. It's probably keeps, a good idea. Keeps your yeah. hand oils from But leather hand. gloves, or would you yeah. wear, like, rubber gloves? Yeah, probably just, like, rubber gloves. <laughs> probably both. Anyway. Double layer it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Safe. Um, double bag. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's just like this police raid on a, on a house, and then maybe the guy leaves to go... I, like right at the end the guy is like finishes cleaning his stuff and then leaves the the three teeth camera vision yeah so maybe he's gonna go fight some police i don't know that's what i was trying to figure out is like because if it's real police footage then it makes sense that you know the guy making the video and the footage never interacted but if it if i i guess also that also counts if it was a movie but I don't know, everything looked a little too clumsy to be a movie. Mm-hmm. So I was just curious where they got that footage from. I, I mean, they could have filmed it themselves. They're, they're in Los Angeles. See you know how many desperate actors there are out there? <laughs> you could do this on the cheap, baby. But, like, if if they were the ones that hired the the officers or uh, actors to play the officers, you think they would have them interact at some point to, like, connect the two? Hmm. Maybe they shot this first and they realized they didn't have enough footage for the whole video. <laughs> and they're like, we gotta hire a guy to clean a gun. <laughs> I don't believe it. Um, yeah. So it's a, it is a, as edgy as it is non-conclusive. And let me tell you this. It's pretty goddamn non-conclusive. Indeed pretty, it is. That's... The last song we're talking about today, that's all That's all the covers, baby. We're going to break it down into three categories, our final verdicts. Those categories are the worst version, the best version, and the version that you would use if you were giving an anti-gun speech at a school. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
to connect with the children. Now, Stephen Reynolds, you are our guest today. Would you like to start off and tell us what the worst version is? I mean, the worst version, it's gotta be Michael Wood bad. <laughs> Even though he's like 16. <laughs> it sounded like a Christian rock band. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty pretty stale rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And the children chorus, sometimes an effective tool, not in this, uh, not in these circumstances. No, and like it could have been an effective tool because so many people associate the song with school shootings. Yeah, absolutely. He could have done a lot with this, and he did not. Tried his best, but you know, he's a high school kid. They're pretty dumb. Yeah, not edgy enough. Yeah. Go listen to Threef. 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 Alex, what's the worst version? Uh, my worst version was Chilled Aqua. Mm, it, it wasn't wasn't very chill. It, I didn't I didn't it like didn't it very sound much. At all like aqua. Other than that, <laughs> yeah, like like wa- I like water. I'm kind of a water guy. This was nothing like that, and it's bullshit. Water mm-hmm. homie show. No it sound like the '90s sensation group with hits like Barbie Girl and Candyman. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And um, yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't both like made some much. solid picks here. Um, in the cover me interest of not shitting on children, <laughs> um, I'm gonna throw it to Chilled Aqua with with a stern warning to to Michael Woodband. <laughs> I mean, Chilled Aqua was a close second for me, but uh, it's real bad. I, I like the bass. Yeah, I guess. Just all the parts coming together on it didn't. They did not come together. Didn't work. Not for me, anyway. And it wasn't a chill mix, and it wasn't anything they promised, and they did a bad job, and they should feel bad. With that, let's talk about the best version. Steven, what is it? I mean, other than the original, I gotta go with three. Three. It was was edgy. It had a a Buckwild music video. Um, and like I, I'm not crazy about like industrial metal at all, but it's like I'm here for this. And that that keyboard and just the way they ended everything with the the mashup of all their instruments, I was into it. Uh, yeah. Dana Richards is a is a uh, call out though. I liked her okay. her vibes. I wasn't crazy about Dana Richards, but I'll allow you to call her out. Alex, call me Alex. Version. Um, my favorite was uh, the Kooks. I really enjoyed their uh, their take on it. A little more, little more English, a little more rocky. Um, I liked the vocal performance, and I liked the sounds they made. Yeah, it was. It felt like a fun version. Their version it was a, a good vibe on it. A good energy. Maybe not the boldest take, but I agree there's some good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I definitely agree it's not the boldest take, but uh, I, I do enjoy the differences. For sure. Um, I gotta agree with Steven. Three teeth. Three. 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 Um, just, just, yeah, it was like the, it was the biggest move, and sometimes in, in a playlist like this where there's a lot of safe takes, that is enough to, to kind of edge yourself out. I, I also agree with Steven that a lot of the tones on the instruments and stuff were really good. Um, I'm not a huge industrial metal guy. I'm barely a metal guy. Uh, so for something like this to bring me in and and be good and I think play on... And one of the only ones who really was like, oh, the lyrics are dark, let's be dark. Whereas the other ones are like, well, let's be acoustic or let's be <laughs> chill. 
this one was like, well, let's let's be a little mean and nasty. Yeah, because the original is already playing off the like difference. So mm-hmm. continuing to do that isn't really an interesting thing necessarily on its own. Yeah, and and yeah, they didn't really do anything that was you know chill but different chill. It was always just kind of the, the same vein. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think Three Teeth did the most with what they had, and I think it was a pretty safe week for covers. But I I can safely say that they were the best. Steven, you're you're up in front of the kids at at a school <laughs> seminar. You you've been tasked with telling them about gun violence and why it's bad to warm them up. You're going to use one of the only versions of pumped up kicks you can afford to use, which is a cover. And that cover version is. I, I want to use two versions and interlace them so bad. I think if you could cut together three fit Michael Woodband's music video. <laughs> you can make something. You're doing it just for the visual element? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you cut together the lyrics also. I mean, realistically, okay. if you just cut Michael Wood Woodband's uh, video in with uh, Three Teeth's video and kept all of Three Teeth's lyrics, you could make something truly fucking horrific. <laughs> Alright, so we'll put you down for both. That's Michael Wood with three teeth audio perfect <laughs> alex you're at a different school i'm at a different school doing the same thing steven's doing uh, <laughs> we're competing what am i gonna yeah. play for the kids what am i gonna play for the kids let's see how do you, how do you reach these kids how, how am i gonna reach the well i mean michael woodband like he's the youngest one and probably the cheapest one possibly with maybe chilled aqua chilled aqua it seems to be kind of made for that kind of like licensing <laughs> oh what's it gonna Royalty be free music <laughs> what's it gonna be um talking to kid now do i have to relate to the kids or can i like do something that'll it, it's gotta be um i mean it's your gun safety seminar you take it in your direction it's How gotta be I three teeth because because i i i'm for some reason under the false impression that they're that they'll um be able to relate to me if I play the music that sounds dark and brooding. <laughs> okay, you're gonna hit because you know how dark and like brooding they are as teenagers. Gun violence, kids. It's not. It's not a laughing matter. You think this? You think this is cool? Because this man doesn't have reassembling guns is cool. Are Are you gonna have a fake bullet wound on you too when you do it to pop that on him? <laughs> I will. I will sustain a fake bullet wound at some point during the presentation. <laughs> So you're gonna get shot. I thought you would just have a scar, but you're gonna get shot. Yeah, you're gonna strap a game to you. You gotta leave an impression. <laughs> Don't use guns, kids. <laughs> yeah, that's how I end the presentation. Just get shot. Oh no, and die. the awkward shy, shy awkward shy kid has a gun. <laughs> <laughs> you give it to a kid before the presentation, like kid pop me with this at the half an hour mark. Kid thinks he murdered you. <laughs> oh my uh, god. And that's why you always leave a note. That's right. So, Alex, you're going with three teeth. Yep. Now, me, I'm at a different school from both of you, also doing this. And three neighboring this schools, place. yeah. Yeah. I'm phoning it in. I'm putting up Usher. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, you kids like that energy? I'm getting pumped up. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, and then Usher then shouts the about singing along. If yeah. You know the words. I'm like, do you kids know what that song is about? I'm going to get it real low afterwards. Bring the energy up and then just cut it. So then I'm just like, this song's about gun violence. Sit down on the stage. Like, sorry, everyone, yeah. everyone, get a little closer here. There's gymnasium. Tear off my big. sequin suit to reveal just a, like a black suit <laughs> underneath it. Do you kids know what this is? 
AR-15 ultralight carbine. 30 round mag. And then I do the same trick as Alex. I, I give a gun to a kid beforehand. <laughs> Except mine's a real one and I fuck up. <laughs> I just fucking die. I just die out there. <laughs> you birdman yourself. <laughs> exactly. I forgot that's what that movie was about. <laughs> so I mean, about is a strong word. It's what happens. Okay, it's what happens <laughs> in that movie, yeah. It's a big part yeah, of it, right. though. It is a big part a big of it. Big moment. And a big part of our episode is now done, the main part. If you got a different opinion, a similar opinion, want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about, hit us up on Twitter. Hashtag cover me, at Jake the Cressy, at some Alex Wise guy. Uh, Stephen Reynolds is on there, too. If you can find him, message him, whatever. Hello. Do it. We're also on the internet. You know that. We're on all your favorite podcasting services. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music Podcast Channel, whatever it's called. We're there. Rate us. Review us if you can. Tell your friends about us. You can also email us your comments, questions, or concerns at covermediapod at gmail.com. And if you do that, let us know, and then we'll say something like, thanks. <laughs> and then you can feel pretty good about yourself. Now, it's time for a bonus segment. Since I'm such a great guy. I've prepared it ahead of time. Um, Stephen Reynolds, the first time you came on the show, you, you offered to us a gift, and that gift was Entrepreneurial Summer. You know it. Um, now, as we know, uh, Chet Hanks is already calling it a white boy summer. Stephen, <laughs> is there any other summer events happening that we should know about? Are you going you gonna to make this a thematic summer for us? And if so, what kind of thematic summer is it going to be? Well... As you know, I am no longer gainfully employed. So, Entrepreneur Summer 2. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Cut <out>. that subtitle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Boogaloo Can't boy. White supremacist businesses. <laughs> you heard him, folks. Steven Reynolds on the market for jobs and business opportunities. Hit him up. He and white supremacy computers. Groups. And he knows how to homebrew. And he knows about white supremacy <laughs> groups. If you want Steven to infiltrate an organization, <laughs> you can do it. If you would like to share me with a local worker co-op or a union, I can infiltrate them and um, just join them, honestly. Yeah, I'm a big lefty. <laughs> Steven is not a scab, not a white supremacist. Um, Steven, Entrepreneur Summer 2, how are you going to make it happen? What's the plan? Um, my current plans are if someone wants um, me to sharpen their knives, I'll sharpen uh, either one knife for $10 or all your knives for about $50. You can hit me up at sreynolds755 at gmail.com if you're in the Calgary area, because otherwise you're going to have to ship them to me. <laughs> that's gonna be a be a, uh, a whole thing uh alternatively um go pay for sex work and just let me know how it went nice sex work so is not work. only is it it's a pro sex work summer yes entrepreneur summer two colon pro sex work yeah that's a better title better first one was Hell very yeah. anti-sex work yeah but we're, we're turning that around sex work all right, Alex. Now we gotta turn turn the spotlight to you. It's Entrepreneur Summer and Pro Sex Work Summer. What are you What are you doing? <laughs> uh, what am I doing? Um, probably staying inside mostly. Although I've heard this might be a very horny summer. I mean, if people are are somewhat uh, vaccinated, it might it might be that. I don't know what that means for me. Probably nothing. 
But you putting out, Alex? Uh, Are you going to be the sex worker this summer? But to, I, well, to I know, might have to uh, hide uh, from from sick people uh, who you know right. um, can can you know COVID. S- I don't know. Sick because they want to be fuck over. you, and that's, <laughs> yeah. that's not moral, or because <laughs> they're they're just too cool, you know, like like sick. Okay, so you're laying low. So you're 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 uh, declining the sex part of the summer. Let's flip it with the entrepreneur side. What are you selling me, Alex? I'm I'm already employed. I don't I don't have anything to sell you. I don't Alex, believe side in sales. Hustles are all the rage. What are all the rage? Side hustles. Right. I'm selling uh, myself. Because you are doing sex work. Pro sex work. Yeah. Summer. I just got to be careful. You got to be careful. You know. Are you gonna do like a, set there. up like a plat? You know the the when they're dealing with dangerous like substances they got the wall with the two holes to put your arms in yeah that the whole thing is going to be through a clear plastic i was gonna say plexiglass holes were green light by the bc government so that's right yeah it's kosher out here it will be i mean i don't know how alberta feels about glory holes (laughs) i'll I'll email we've got got a strange we've got a strange government (laughs) so i mean that's that's why i i I, I didn't Kenny vote for our current government. I, I feel like they might not support it. I don't know. But uh, that's all I've got. That's all I've got to offer. Are you, uh, are you entrepreneurially developing anything? Oh, yeah, dog. It's going to be freelance writing, which you know never goes well. If I'm going to be doing that, I'm going to be taking feet picks. My feet, your feet. No, I'm just kidding. Just my feet. My feet, your picks. I'm going to see if I can start, start getting some pro sex work in. I mean, I'll send you Come feet picks for you to sell. No, don't send me feet picks. No, so you I'm, can I'm sell gonna them. I'm going to be distributing them. Yeah, I yeah guess we can maybe. collab. We can go. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. And then just have knives or, like, your, your brand name <laughs> by your feet. Okay, really edgy, like, mall ninja knives. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then we can we can boost your knife business. Stick the knives in your feet. <laughs> oh, no. All right, and of course, you listeners at home, we want to hear what your plans are. Entrepreneur Summer 2, colon, Pro Sex Work Summer. That's E-S colon P-S-S. S-P-S. Get the colon out of there. S-P-S. Hashtag it. Twitter us about it. Tell us what you're doing. Um, Stephen Reynolds, you've already plugged your business. Um, is there anything else you'd like listeners to know about where they can follow you, stay up to date on what's going on in your life? Um, no, I don't have a big online following. Um, if you guys want to put my Instagram on blast, I, I think it's Steve-O the TiVo. It is Steve-O the TiVo. And two Steve. And Steve. Keep that in mind, folks. We'll put it in the episode description. Check them out on Instagram. It's all pictures of cats, I'm sure. More or less, yeah. More or less. I'll put I'll put um, more recent photos of my cat. There you go. Steven, thank you so much for joining us again. That yeah, was a pleasure. Yeah, a delight to have you on. And this is the end of our episode. And as we always say on Cover Me, he's bringing me a surprise. Cover Me's in the kitchen. It's a podcast. Nice.